0: Welcome to the Renewed by Truth Podcast. Do you struggle with feelings of unworthiness, self-doubt, or just feeling like you are not enough? Do you want to make more of an impact for God's kingdom, but have beliefs that hold you back? Trust me, I have been there. If you are plugging in here today, this is not another self-help podcast, but one steeped in biblical truth. I will help you overcome limiting beliefs, find your true identity in Christ, and live out your God-given purpose. My name is Candy Creech, and this is the Renewed by Truth Podcast. Let's get started. Welcome back, friends, to the Renewed by Truth Podcast. This is Candy Creech, your host, and today we are going to be talking about Red Sea moments. Did you know that God wants you to have a Red Sea moment? So what does that mean? I'm going to take you back today to the Old Testament Where the Israelites were coming out of Egypt, where God was rescuing them from slavery, and they get to the Red Sea, and they don't know what is going to happen, what are we going to do, the Egyptians are going to catch up with us, and they had their Red Sea moment that they told about. Over and over and over again throughout history. You see it told, that story told over and over again in the Old Testament, even in the New Testament. And you are going to have a Red Sea moment because God wants you to have one so you can tell of His glory over and over again in your life and bring others to salvation. So we're going to dive into that topic today. But before we do, just a few things. If you missed my podcast, I need you to go back because it was not released on the normal day um it was on I released it on a Wednesday, but it is an interview uh with Miss Sasha Starr Robertson. She has a podcast it's called Intentional Mom Life. With Jesus. She has such a sweet spirit about her. She talks about just having those faithful foundations. And we just have a conversation. It was a lot of fun. I'm in Texas. She's in Alaska. So it was really a lot of fun to be able to do this with her and interview her. I think that you will get a lot out of it. So I would really encourage you to go back and listen to that if you missed it. And then connect with her. Just be sure and click in the show notes and connect with her on um, all of her platforms and everything. So. Another thing is, if you have not joined our Facebook community, please join us. We're doing big things in there. been doing a, a lot of teaching on just helping women build a life and business that honors God, teaching you new things so you can actually grow a business maybe have flexibility to bring in an income while you're being able to be with your family and say yes to the things. Maybe you want to get out of a job and homeschool your kids. You're not sure how to do that. So join the community. And we also have Bible study. I go live in there. I do devotionals. I have a whole study on the gospel of John in there, a video over every chapter and a workbook. It's in guide two. So be sure and just go check that out. And also, I am now on Pinterest. So if you are on Pinterest, go look for me there. I'm still learning a little bit. I don't have a lot of pins up. um, So I'll be adding more to that. But just go check it out and just hit a quick follow on Pinterest, I'll try to figure out how to put the link in the show notes. I'm not sure how to do that yet, but I bet I can figure it out. So um, just be sure and uh, and check out my boards and follow me as I make posts. And, and um, if you will like and if you will repin some of those posts, it would really help our Pinterest grow just so we can reach more people. So let's jump right in today. We're going to be reading out of Exodus 14 because I really. Want to read some of this, but like I said earlier, we're at a point to where Pharaoh has let his the people go, right? He's let God's people go, and now they are pursuing them. They're chasing after them, and so they get to the Red Sea. They're a little bit scared. They're fearful, and so they start questioning, like, "What are we doing? Did you bring us all the way out here, Moses, so we could die? You know, why is this happening to us?" and and I want you to think as I grab my Bible, what have you do you ever feel that way? Do you ever feel like God did you bring me to this point? And and now what? Like now what in my life? Like all these things have happened and um and I know I felt that way. I felt like God was leading me in a direction and Going full fledged and, and going there for him to say, Stop and change directions and feel alone and just wondering, What, why is this happening? What, why did you bring me here if this is what I'm going to do or there if I'm not going to do this? So, you know, that I think that's a question that we all get to. So, I want to tell you that there's hope because we're all going to have that Red Sea moment and maybe you've already had some in your life. And so, I want you to think back. I want to give you some perspective today because, you know, sometimes we can just think about the negative or at least I know I can or we can think about what we don't have instead of what we do have or what hasn't happened in our life instead of being thankful for what has happened and so I want you to think back and have you had some Red Sea moments and if you have what are you doing with those how are you showing those to others to say hey look what God has done in my life he can do this in your life too. Like, this is your hope. So, we're going to talk more about that today. So, open your Bible to Exodus chapter 14. So, we're going to start in verse 10. It says, As Pharaoh approached, the Israelites looked up, and there were the Egyptians marching after them. They were terrified and cried out to the Lord. They said to Moses, Was it because there were no graves in Egypt that you brought us to the desert to die? Weren't they sarcastic? Sorry, that part wasn't in the Bible. What have you done to us by bringing us out of Egypt? Didn't we say to you in Egypt, leave us alone. Let us serve the Egyptians. It would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the desert. think That is about the whiniest couple of verses I have ever seen in the Bible right there. I don't know. They continue to do that more and more the more you study them. But then I thought oh, maybe that's me. Maybe I get really whiny before God and say like, why why is this happening to me, God? Like, I don't have things to be thankful for. And then in verse 13, Moses answered the people. He said, do not be afraid. Stand firm and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. And then in verse 14, a verse a lot of you might be familiar with, it says the Lord will fight for you you need only to be still, okay? So, I'm going to stop there for just a minute, and I want you guys to just think about what is going on here. Think about how terrified that they must have felt to be running. I mean, they were slaves. They were used to somebody telling them what to do, telling them when to work, when they could go to sleep, when they could go home, They weren't used to having to think for themselves or do things for themselves, right? And they were absolutely terrified of what was going to happen next. Moses answered the people, and he said, The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. And I wanted to share with you, so used to, when I would read that verse, I would think still, like, okay, so when I think of still, it's kind of like when I tell my children, like, don't move, be still, right? When you're sitting in church and you want them to quit, you know, fidgeting and you want them to quit moving, like, be still, But what this actually talks about is more like have peace, be at peace, don't be worried, don't have anxiety, like God has got this, God is going to fight for you, okay? So it didn't necessarily mean stop dead in your tracks and don't move. No, it meant steal your heart. And so I want you to think about that. When you get to these spots in your life where you're like, I'm terrified, I don't know what's going to happen next. I can't see the future. Things are not going well in my life right now, and I don't know what to do. I want you to remember that this is where you need to rest in God. You need to be still. You need to be at peace. You need to remember all the verses where he talks about that we're not supposed to worry, that he's going to take care of us, that worrying doesn't help us. It says in Matthew chapter 7, or yes, chapter, no, chapter 6, over in verse 25, it starts talking about, therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you'll eat or drink or about your body or what you will wear. It's not life more than food and the body more than clothes. And then he goes on, he talks about worry. And then it gets down in verse 33 and 34. It says, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. And I love that. Of course, verse 33 is one that I remember that God brings to my mind that I have in front of me quite often, and that is seeking first his kingdom, and then everything else will be added. Like when I don't have to worry about all the other things, if I'm just seeking what God wants me to do and walking in obedience to him. And then if we jump over to Philippians chapter four, verse six, of course, it says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And so he's talking about don't be anxious about that, but in everything, just go to God for it. And that is something that the Israelites were going to have to learn. I mean, that's why they were in the wilderness for 40 years, because God wanted to show them that, hey, I'm going to provide for you over and over and over again. Of course, they kept trying to do things their way and worshiping idols and making bad decisions, even though God was providing them with manna from heaven every single day, even though their clothes never wore out for 40 years, even though he provided them water when they needed water. And he gave them everything they needed. And he was just teaching them to helping them become stronger, helping them persevere, because when we do have to persevere under those trials, what happens? We become stronger and we're able to guide somebody else and we're able to help somebody else in that same situation. And I know for me, the age, like watching, you know, young young adults in their 20s stress out over so many things. I can say now that I can look and go, just quit worrying about all that stuff. And I still see one of the biggest ones, and I don't know if it's because of social media, but one of the biggest ones I see is people, especially young adults, worrying what other people think, worrying about what they're doing, worrying about if somebody's going to get upset with them. I just can't stress enough that that is something that really keeps you in bondage when you worry so much about what others think and pleasing others. And that's not what we're supposed to be worrying about. We're supposed to be worrying about walking in obedience to God and pleasing God. And that's what we need to be worrying. <laughs> that's not what we need to worry about. That's just what we need to be doing. Okay, so let's jump back over to Exodus. And now in back in Exodus, uh, we're still in chapter 14. So after Moses says, the Lord will fight for you, you need only to be still. Remember, it says, just have peace. Okay, just be calm. Don't be afraid. You know, that's what Moses was saying. Then the Lord said to Moses in verse 15, I love this. And for so long, even though I studied this over and over again with like Bible studies that I did with the Israelites over and over and over, I missed this. And that's one of the things that's so wonderful about the Bible is it speaks to you when you need to hear this. And so it was later on that I saw this and it said, the Lord said to Moses, why are you crying out to me? Tell the Israelites to move on. And he's saying, tell him to get going. So how could Moses say, be still if it meant not to move, and then God to say, tell him to get going? Because it meant have peace, and trust me, now you have to move your feet. You have to do your part. What are you going to do now? And this is where Moses lifted up his staff. He stretched his hand out over the water, and the Israelites could walk through on dry Land On dry land, they could walk through. That is such a powerful message. And it even gets better. Like if you keep reading, it even gets better because the the Egyptians were chasing them. And then it says in verse 19, the angel of God who had been traveling in front of Israel's army withdrew and went behind them. So an angel of God went behind them. The pillar of cloud also moved from in front and stood behind them coming between the armies of Egypt and Israel. So throughout the night, the cloud brought darkness to the one side and light to the other side. So neither went near the other all night long. So he's saying the Israelites were going through the Red Sea on dry land, not tripping over fish, not bogging down in the mud. Remember, because they weren't they weren't just walking. They had animals. So they had more things with them. And this whole time, God has provided a light for them to see, and then he has put darkness in front of the Egyptians. And the more I think about this, the more I think about when we depend on God, even though we may not know where we're headed, even though we may not know what's on the other side, he's still providing a light for us because he is light. He is the light, the only light. And so if we stay focused on him, then we're going to be able to continue moving on. And then our enemy, he's put darkness. When we're walking in obedience to him, then it kind of snuffs out the enemy. Like there's darkness there in front of the enemy. The enemy doesn't know what God's plan for us is. God didn't tell the enemy what he's gonna do with us. The enemy can't see the future. The enemy doesn't know what's gonna happen to us each individually because the enemy doesn't have the power of God. That is such a confidence to me to know that even though I don't know where I'm headed, even though I don't know the next steps, even though I don't know what's on the other side, God is light. And I'm going to continue to follow that light because what do we know about the light? You know, he said when he was creating day and night, he said he created it and it was good. The light is good because the light is God. You know, when we get to heaven, we don't have to worry about light bulbs, or we don't have to worry about electricity. We don't have to worry about the sun because the light of God is so bright. And we see that evidence in many times when people like Moses, like the burning bush, like we see this evidence of this light that is God. And so that's what's going to be in heaven. And it talks about that in Revelation, that there's no need for any light because he is light. Why wouldn't we want to focus on the light, even if we don't know what is next on our path, okay? So I love that part, and I thought, what, you know, I mean, I hope there's a few things already that you've realized that you can learn from this, but I want to say why. Why doesn't God tell us what the path is going to look like? Why doesn't God say, hey, if you do this thing, it's going to pay off greatly, like it's going to be, this is going to work out just like you want it to, or you're going to have lots of money, or you're going to have great kids. If you do this thing, they're going to turn out perfect, or whatever it is. He doesn't do that, and the reason why is He wants us to have a Red Sea moment so we can bring others to salvation. Because what happened when the Israelites had a Red Sea moment? They were in awe of God of what He did, so much so that all throughout the Old Testaments, they would tell the story year after year of this happened to us this is how we were delivered from slavery this is what god did for us the, and they tell about the red sea they tell about imparting that red sea and so when they tell that it shows god's glory it shows what he can do not us as women not us as men not human not what we can do but it shows what god can do And so I really want you to understand this, because if we knew everything and we could do everything in our own strength, then we wouldn't need God. And we need him. We need him for salvation. And if we do things in our own strength and people see that and they're saying, wow, you're so awesome, you're so great, you did all these things in your own strength, then we're giving them a false hope. They may say, well, she did it in her own strength. I'm going to do it in my own strength, and that's a false hope because we, cannot, we do not have salvation. Only God has salvation. So when we rely on God and we work in His strength and we have our Red Sea moment, we need to tell them about our Red Sea moment. We need to say, this is where I was. The enemy was chasing me here, but God delivered me. This is what God has done in my life. And when we share that, then they can see that they want God. They want the real hope. They want the true God. They want the light of the world. They want the salvation that only He can provide, that we can't provide for them. And I think that's one of the biggest things that I get out of this. And then the other thing that I wanted to just kind of sum up to where, where, where are you at right now in your Red Sea moment? Okay, so what can you do right now? So first of all, he said, Moses says, don't be afraid. Just be still, trust God, have peace. Okay, so I think that would be the first thing. So if you're facing a Red Sea that you need to get across with the enemy approaching you, whether that's. You can't pay your bills because you need more money right now. Someone's lost their job. Um, that your health is bad, a loved one's health is not good. You don't know what the outcome of this is going to be. A child that's not going down the path, that way you've raised them, the way you want them to go down, the way that God wants them to, like, how can you get them back? You don't know what that's going to look like. Or even an adult child that's estranged to you and you, you want to have a relationship with them and you don't know how to do that and you don't know what the end result is going to be. Maybe, um, you know, I get messages like this a lot from young uh, women that, you know, maybe you're in a struggle with trying to have your own life, but you have parents over here that are still trying to control your life. Like, what do you do in that situation? So maybe you're, that's your Red Sea moment. So the first thing we have to remember is what the Bible says, and do not be afraid. Just have peace that God's going to take care of you. Then what? So after we quit worrying, after we quit being anxious, what do we do? It says move on. It says get moving in the direction that God is showing you. He has already provided a way. Okay, he's already provided. He knows all the way to the end, and he wants good things for us. It says it over and over again in the Bible, especially when I read out of Matthew. Don't don't worry. God's taking care of the birds of the air, the lilies of the field. He's going to take care of you, too. He sent his son to die for you like he loves you. He wants good things for you. So when it's when I say get moving in the direction that he's showing you it means you don't have to know the end result you just have to walk in obedience and take one step after another step because lots of times we can't see those opportunities or God's not going to show us those opportunities until we walk in faith in this one opportunity, okay? And if we're not walking in obedience to him and we're not seeking his kingdom first and his righteousness and we're not doing what he called us to do, we're definitely not going to see his provision. We're not going to see what he provided. We're not going to know what that next step is because we're not we're not walking in the right direction. Get moving in the direction that he is showing you, even if you don't know every single step that you're going to take, just take the first step. And that's what he's calling you to do. And the other thing I want to remind you is, you know, sometimes we don't want to take that step because we don't know the results we can't control the results. God controls the results. And, you know, this is one thing that I go through when I have to confront people and like have a hard conversation with them. I will, I play out everything that they're going to say back to me in my mind, like a crazy person. <laughs> okay. Like, but they're going to think this and they're going to say this. And then this is going to have it. Like I play all that out in my mind. And somebody told me one time, It's not as bad as you think it's going to be. And normally it's not. Normally when I've had to confront somebody, it's not. And we have to remember that if we're trusting God, then he's going to orchestrate things and he's going to soften hearts. And those are the things that we need to be praying for. And we don't control the results. So we just have to take that next step in obedience and let God control the results when it's time in his timing, when he's ready, the outcome may not be what we expected, but it may be in our best interest. And it may lead to something bigger and better down the road, like another Red Sea moment, another miracle in your life, something amazing in your life that you couldn't quite see. And I know I've had a lot of those before with having that fear around not knowing what's going to happen if I take this step but God always had something great for me on the other side of it. Okay. So just remember, He's already provided a way, just like He provided a way for the Israelites to cross through the Red Sea on dry land, which is just so phenomenal when you think about it. And He has provided a way for you too. So I want you to remember that today. So as always, thank you for listening. Share with a friend. If you have a friend, I know you probably have a friend that needs to hear this today. Share with a friend. If you will share on your story and tag me, I'll turn around and share it back and give you a shout out. You can do that on Instagram or Facebook, either one. Don't forget to leave a written review. Wherever you listen to podcasts, if you can click the five star On every podcast, if you can leave a written review, it really helps boost the podcast where more people can hear this. And that's what we want is more people to hear biblical truth and to hear the gospel. So thank you guys so much for listening this week. I'll see you back here next week.